Hi everyone, and welcome to the third in Marketing Week's This Much I Learned podcast series, exploring careers amid COVID-19 and beyond. I'm Sarah Vizard, Managing Editor at Marketing Week, and on this episode, I'll be speaking to Direct Lines Managing Director of Marketing and Digital, Mark Evans. Amid worries about what marketing careers might look like in the coming months with furloughs, recruitment freezes, and potential redundancies as a recession looms, this series aims to speak to marketers whose careers have taken different paths in the hope it offers some support and advice for those listening. Mark is certainly one of those. In his career, he has been made redundant four times, yet has still risen to the top of the industry and is regularly cited as one of marketing's leading thinkers. He'll be speaking to us about his experience of redundancy, what he has learned from it, and how to approach it. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Yeah, very happy to be here. Um, you've obviously had a very successful career in marketing, um, particularly at Direct Line where you are now. But what some people might not know is there have been uh, numerous bumps along the way, including redundancy. Did you want to talk us through your experience of that a little bit? Yeah, well, in the rearview mirror, it all looks very well orchestrated. But the truth is, it's been pretty haphazard um, with quite a bit of serendipity. But, but yeah, in, in fact, I have been made redundant four times. Uh, I could even go so far as to say that I'm the most loyal person I know because I've never resigned, but mainly because I've never really had the opportunity to. I've always been made redundant first. So the, the, the roll call is I had a job lined up as a graduate uh, post-university in 1996. And as a result of a merger, my graduate job disappeared in a puff of smoke. So I was actually made redundant before I'd even started my career. Uh, and, and somewhat smugly, I can say I'm the only person I know who got a redundancy payout without ever foot, setting foot in the building of the place where I was supposed to go and work because it was all done by the milk round. Um, it was only very modest, but it, it allowed me to sort of, I suppose, take it on the chin a bit. Um, but that was the first one. Second one after nine years at Mars, a big European restructuring and was essentially compelled to move to Germany. My second uh, child was only a couple of weeks old and that just didn't really fit with us. Uh, so yeah, that my number was up there. And then um, I went to 118118 and after four years, another restructure my role um, basically uh, moved or disappeared and then finally at HSBC again another restructure and uh, my time was up in this case only after two years so I, I, I've, I've, I suppose I've um, drank from that cup a number of times and my, my experience of that is it's a it's a bit of a dink in your self-confidence um, people say you know you shouldn't take it personally it's the role not the individual but I suppose try not to take it personally when, for example, you go home and you tell your, you know, um, pre-teenage kids who just starting to get a handle on the world, yeah, my, my job's not there anymore. And so they look at you and they say, well, was that? I mean, they just don't want you anymore. Uh, so, you know, it is, it is a deeply personal thing, even though it is nearly always nothing to do with the individual. Um, so yeah, but, but I, you know, we might come on to talk about the fact it does get a bit easier. That's my, my experience, but, but I suppose, We'll talk a bit about every cloud has a silver lining, and I've always managed to pivot into something better. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, that's my I'm 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 four for four, or even four for three because I didn't even start one of them. Uh, so there you go. Obviously, you've been through it sort of four times, and each time quite for different reasons. Obviously, the first time a job that never even you never even got to start one because of a move to Germany. You didn't want to take a couple of restructures. I mean, did did you find that sort of the way you responded depended on the sort of redundancy you were going through? Or how? I mean, how did you find those different sorts of, of redundancies? Yeah, so I think my reflection is that it's made me very, very resilient. But resilience is really, really easy to understand as a concept. 
the notion of being able to bounce back. But actually, in truth, it's only developed through experience. And it is the hard times that make you make you stronger. And of course, that's going to be very true for many people now. You know, they are developing resilience, whether they like it or not. So I, I just found I, I found that an inner strength um, was able to make a pivot. In the end, I was very fortunate at all times to land jam side up. But, it, you know, it's a pretty stressful thing um, and just became really resourceful. I think you rediscover what you're good at, remind yourself of what you what value you add. And just inherently, I think I developed greater bounce back ability as time went by and, and saw it as, um, you know, again, a bit in the rearview mirror, but saw it as uh, not a disaster, but a moment to reflect and go and do something better. But but it was a cumulative thing. And the first time round was quite, you know, floundering a little bit. I, I had the escape vessel of going back and doing another year at university. Um, but for many people, obviously, you know, their their, their livelihoods are interrupted. But uh, yeah, I, I just, I probably am always was quite a resilient person um, through playing competitive sports. But it was uh, it was still tough, you know, really, really tough and, and deeply personal um, and took a, a, a bit of recovery. How did you find sort of the process of looking for another job once you kind of knew that redundancy was going to happen? Was it a process that took you quite a long time? Did you just sort of jump straight back into it? How did you kind of think about your kind of next career move? Well, I was always a bit paranoid about having a hiatus period. So I just basically got on it. <laughs> Massively, I mean, it, it actually, in truth, in the case of the big, still being at university and having deferred a, a graduate place, then I just sort of paused. Uh, I was too late for all the milk ground stuff in that year, so I then went into the next year's cycle. So that was more of a rewind, repeat type thing. But in the case of uh, every, everyone subsequently, yeah, it was obviously you know nothing. There's no rocket science. All the basics, just making sure I had my stuff together and I had my CV and I was networking and. Uh, approaching all the right people and had my antenna up and, and in the end was was fortunate that it didn't ever take that long um because I guess you know each time there was there was a fair few jobs around and, and I think that's the beauty of marketing is that it is very transportable uh, so if for example you're in travel right now probably feels pretty grim but the, the core skills are exactly the same between in, from my experience from uh, confectionery to pet food to human food to, to information services to banking to insurance they're 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 transportable skills which is why i think you know marketing as a discipline is a is a good one in this circumstance because there's always an out and how do you think your career might have been different if you hadn't gone through redundancy do you think it's it would have had an impact or an impact on your kind of outlook on the kind of roles you wanted well you know i i am pretty glass half full about the whole thing not not least because the job I had as a graduate that never was was to go and work in investment banking because I did economics and the careers advice was well most of you are going to investment banking so I did and I probably was saved from a terrible career in finance uh, and uh, so that, that that was definitely a gift but 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 in general I think it's made me stronger made me recognize that there's always more fertile pastures pastures and help me to understand that I need to back myself at critical moments. And that's just in general, not just in relation to losing your job. But also at those key reflection points, it's, it's just, as I said, it helped me to remind me what, what I think I'm good at and, and not so good at, what, what type of leader I want to be, what my imposters are, you know, my imposter syndrome um, features are, and, and just kind of do a bit of a reset, 
which maybe if you're in the same company for a long period of time, you never get to do. You start to drift. And so there is definitely a silver lining in terms of refreshing new perspectives and new challenges uh, and, and those reflection moments. So, so I have to say, I think I'm probably a better marketer, a better leader and um, a stronger individual as a result of those redundancies. So I would, whilst I wouldn't wish it on anybody, as and when it comes along, it is not fatal. Uh, and so that's the balance of it uh, as it is, you know, tough as it is, there, there is good and bad in it. So do you think if you hadn't had that first redundancy and didn't end up in a investment banking that you, you wouldn't have been a marketer, you would be working for, I don't know, a massive investment bank? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Or, you know, burnt out at 35 or deeply unhappy. Probably probably wouldn't have married my, my wife because it would have been, you know, those ridiculous early years uh, in investment banking, uh, 100 hour weeks. And, you know, my, my wife's a nurse and I don't think, sensibly, I don't think she would have tolerated that sort of lifestyle. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, Sliding Doors, you know, great film, obviously, back in the day, uh, for those who remember it, but you know, that was a proper Sliding Doors moment. And in many ways, each of these junction points have been Sliding Doors moments. And, and I said, you know, maybe a combination of determination and good luck, frankly, have, have always landed jam side up. And how did you end up in, in marketing? Well, it was quite simple, really. Having listened to a single data point of advice, i.e. the careers advice at university, which seemed to be quite tough in hindsight, I just was a bit more resourceful. And I talked to people, peers that were a bit older than me. So I I played in the first team at rugby my first year and there were people two, three years ahead. Then I had my year out. So there was something I was able to talk to a wide group of people who had been in their careers four, five, six years. And, And it was really obvious that all the people in finance were a little bit miserable. And all the people who who I knew who were working in marketing were loving it. And okay, there's always a bit of a sort of a honeymoon period in any career, but genuinely, they seem to be really passionate about what they're doing, uh, much to my surprise. So I then actually went through the milk round process with all the likely suspects, the the Cadbury's, the Mars, the Nestle's, the P&G's, the Unilever's. And I actually went to Mars because they said, well, we don't want you to make any decisions (laughs) for a couple of years. We want you to have a generalist program. Um, so it was actually only at the age of 26 that I kind of fell into marketing, having had a, a graduate placement uh, abroad. Uh, so it was sort of only by accident. And th- this is why I get involved in the School of Marketing, to help people to make you know, positive, active decisions to have careers in marketing rather than often falling into it, as, as, as I did. It does seem to be a, a career that, more than some others, that people sort of fall into but then end up loving. So you're, you're one of many that have done that. Um, I mean, obviously, we've been talking about how um, this is obviously a very difficult time in the jobs market. Um, obviously, lots of people on furlough in marketing that we know about, they're expected to be redundancies. Obviously, lots of people who won't be able to move jobs as they were thinking about moving jobs because there's just not so many opportunities out there at the moment. I mean, I mean, as a someone who's been through quite a few different curves and things in their in their career, I mean, how would you recommend that people kind of think about this period and how they can kind of set themselves up um, for the next role? Good question. So I think there's a number of things. I think the first thing is quite obviously anybody who's in that circumstance is not alone because there's going to be a lot of this going around as as we look as we look to recover from the coronavirus. So that in, in some cases I did feel alone, um, particularly in the first one and the third one. But in other cases, it was more part of a group. And so there's a sort of an inherent sort of solidarity in that moment. So I think it's important to recognise that. Um, 
in and it does allow you and force you to think a bit more expansively so i think staying open-minded i was just talking to somebody the other day who could see this coming and said they were going to retrain and set up a dog grooming business okay so that's not that's not my bag but that was something they'd had a niche about forever. So looking looking for the opportunity and being open minded, but I think I think in general there's it's kind of getting into the right mindset. I'd actually recommend a book um, to read, and it's not a technical book. It's it's actually a kids book. Uh, it's called Oh the Places You'll Go by Dr. Zeus, which I've given away, given to people literally hundreds of times. I was read it by my parents as a boy, and I've read it to my kids, and hopefully they'll read it to their kids. Uh, by by Dr. Zeus, and and it it looks like it just a sort of a kid's adventure. But the underlying story at an adult level is that um, you know you will be successful, brilliant, happy, fulfilled, but not every day or every month or every year or every job or every step of your career. But it's the undulations that give you energy and perspective. Uh, and 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 so you know this is a kid who goes off and has ups and downs in his journey towards you know the end point. But the metaphor is quite clear and I that that book gives me a lot of energy but in the end necessity is the mother of invention so that reflection pe- period you know to take that to sharpen your thinking um, and I, I I um once wrote a five-year letter to myself so what do I imagine my life to be in five years time and that was a really really good exercise it took a bit of thought because I'm not in any way a creative writer and I haven't written letters for donkeys but that was a useful exercise just to sort of bring everything into perspective. What is it I really want to do? What am I prepared to let go of? Um, and so the, the net is, you know, you can't, can't help but learn through these experiences. And that's, that's got to be a good thing. And obviously the resilience that comes with it stands in good stead for whatever, whatever else is down the world. Because obviously the world is getting more and more volatile. So we shouldn't expect suddenly everything to be perfect again once the coronavirus is gone. So um, hopefully there's a couple of nuggets in there, but I, I definitely recommend Dr. Zeus, Oh, the Places You'll Go. That'd probably be my standout piece of advice. It sounds like a book that I need to read. It's not one I've heard of, so I'll uh, add it to my reading list. <laughs> and I guess the flip side of this is is that there will be some people who are having to make the difficult decisions as marketing leaders over kind of redundancies. Um, is that something that, you, that you've had to do in your career to kind of be on the, on the opposite foot? Yeah, yeah, I have. And unfortunately, it sort of, I suppose, comes with the turf with the fact that um, when you get more senior, you have to do those things. And we are living in a more disrupted and disruptive world. And, you know, to be honest, it's it's the hardest part of the job, followed quite closely by actually recruiting, because that, you know, that's very much a loaded decision and, you you know, uh, huge, huge impact on individual and the company. But, you know, it's the hardest part of the job and I have had to do it. Um, and yeah, it, it it sort of gets a bit easier in that I think you 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 are better in those moments as an individual, but um, but it doesn't get any easier over the years uh, in terms of knowing the impact it's going to have on an individual. So um, yeah, I I I think that all, all, there's only so much you can do. I mean, you know, you can't. <laughs> it, it is what it is. So I think in general, you can only be try and be as empathetic as possible. Try and be honest rather than giving false hope be sensitive um so you know it's it's probably the thing that i prepare for more than more than any sort of board presentation because you've just got to be on your top of your game because it's only fair to that individual who's had their their life shaken a bit um and, and I've, i suppose learned through experience to be very prepared for extreme reactions and unexpected reactions but to take that as entirely expected because it's, it's pretty significant in people's lives and i remember back to mine you know hearing that news even when in most cases it was foretold you know it wasn't a huge surprise 
um, you know, this is people's this is people's lives. So to state the obvious, it's the time for empathy as a leader because it's um, you know it's 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 very very difficult to hear. And Mark, did you have sort of a final thought that you wanted to um, to give to the listeners? Well, actually, I'd probably go back to what I said about Dr. Zeus that you, if face, facing the situation, you will be successful, you will be happy, you will be filled, you will be content, but not at all times. Uh, and so this, if this is one of those moments, know that you're not alone, dig deep, find something in yourself, you'll bounce back, you'll be stronger for it. And in the end, yes, you will be happy, successful, fulfilled and content. That's probably the last thing to say. Perfect. Thanks very much, Mark. That's a great thought to finish off. And I'm straight off to read some Doctor's Use. I hope everyone listening has enjoyed this latest podcast and found something useful in Mark's experience. The next episode of This Much I Learned will be out next week, in which we tackle sabbaticals and mental health. You can find the other podcasts in this series, as well as our series Marketing Week Explores and Marketing Week Meets, on iTunes, Spotify and SoundCloud. And do check out our webinar series, The Lowdown, via marketingweek.com. That just leaves me to thank Mark for sharing his experiences and you for listening. I hope you join us for the next episode.